Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. Guess who's back? Back again. Can't play the song. Copyright infringe. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a JMIE, your 47th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. Been gone over a month. It's been a while since I did one of these. I don't even know if I know what I'm doing anymore. How do you speak properly? Anyway, took the holidays off, rested, recharged my batteries. Between that, work, personal dealings going on. Guys, I just I couldn't get around recording. And honestly, I just I had to take a break and just recharge my batteries, get my mental health right. And it's back, so I'm ready. A lot of stuff has happened. A lot of things have happened that I wanted to talk about, and I just haven't had the chance to. So we're going to talk about a lot of it today. You know, uh... The Rise of Skywalker dropped. Disney Plus dropped. We lost Kobe Bryant. I mean, it's just been it's it's been insane what's been going on in pop culture in general and just in the world. You know, we've got impeachment trials. We've got you know, Australia's on fire, and we're not even. I'm not going to talk about that because I don't want to get political on this show. You know, so you can keep your own opinions. I'm not hating on anybody for any political opinion you have, but we're just not going to talk about it on this show. So let's just jump right into this, guys, and we're going to start where I should have started last couple months, and that was The Last Jedi. Now, The Last Jedi is the end of the Skywalker saga. It's supposed to be the end of Luke and Leia and Han and Chewie and all this. Now, granted, we might see Chewie again. We could probably see the droids again. Because they're going to do more Star Wars. They've already signed on to do another trilogy. It's supposed to be set in the future. Wookiees have, you know, an incredible lifespan. So he could still be alive. We might see the death of Chewbacca in a later one. R2-D2 and C-3PO, they're just, you know, they're robots. They're they're androids. So we could see them forever. And they could always be that little homage to the past Star Wars films. This film, again, stars Daisy Ridley as Rey. It's got John Boyega as Finn. Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron. Adam Driver's back as Kylo Ren. We're seeing Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico for a small bit. Yes, that's right. The actress is well, but you hated her character so much in Last Jedi that she is a non-factor in this. The storyline with John Boyega's Finn kind of goes to the wayside. She's really not integral to this. They don't even take her anywhere. There's really no point of being there. Billy D. Williams returned as Lando Calrissian, the smooth-talking gun runner that was friends with Han Solo and who Han Solo actually got the Millennium Falcon from returns in this in a weird, weird role. This film takes up where Last Jedi lets off. It tries to re rewrite some of the stuff that people didn't like from The Last Jedi. 
we do find out, spoiler alert, I mean, the movie's been out since December, so if you haven't seen it yet, I'll pop, you know, I don't even know why I'm saying spoiler. If you haven't seen it yet, you're not a Star Wars fan. But the return of the Emperor, as we find out that the Emperor didn't actually die, he's actually been alive this whole time, and he's been building an armada, a fleet, to take on all the rebels and again take over the entire galaxy and be the ruler of the world and of the universe excuse me he is hooked up to some kind of life support system bane looking thing with he's basically a decrepit corpse he looks awesome on on his own planet the sith planet that is impossible to find without one of two maps um that are basically hidden. We find out that Kylo Ren finds one and he goes to the Emperor and the Emperor basically tells him that Rey, spoiler alert, Rey is his granddaughter. That's right, the Emperor was getting down, getting busy with somebody and actually had a baby. Ugh. And everybody's like, you know, how could anybody have sex with... Well, you got to think, at one point, he was the most powerful guy in the galaxy. People do it. I mean, some people just want that life. No matter what the cost or your looks are. This film has probably one of my favorite lightsaber battles. With Rey and Kylo Ren having a lightsaber battle on a downed ship in the middle of a ocean with waves crashing on them. It is totally badass. Ray is gangster as shit in this. Kylo Ren goes through a great story arc of him being conflicted of wanting to be Vader. He wants to to prove that he is better than his grandfather, than Darth Vader. He wants to prove that he's more more powerful. He is the most powerful. And yet he's conflicted with being Ben Solo and knowing that he's he's good at heart. We see Han return in a, I don't want to say a force ghost, because he was, he, he was a part of the force, he was just, it's basically a memory, and, and Kylo's talking to him, and he's basically telling him, son, you don't have to do this, you know, you can go back and you can be the person that you want to be, you don't have to, to be this, this evil person, and in the end, Kylo ends up being it, now, we get the titular characters of Poe Dameron as they try to make Poe the next Han Solo because they made him a smuggler and they're trying, but he's he doesn't have that that Harrison Ford swagger. I, there's no disrespect to Oscar Isaac, but the way the character's written, they wanted a new Han Solo and they just they couldn't they couldn't pull it off. I like his character. I like him. I like the 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 aspects of Poe Dameron brings. I like his gumption. I like I like the acting ability. I like his willingness to step up. But I just... They they wanted something out of him. And they couldn't do it in the three films. They tried hard in this one. They leaned heavy on it. And it just... It just it, they, what didn't land where they wanted. Once again, we get Finn. Who is, I'm sorry, the worst damn character in Star Wars. I know people love him. If you love him, that is fine. I don't mean to make anybody upset by what I'm saying here. John Boyega is a great actor. He is. 
the character of Finn is fucking awful. Everything Finn does is just so out of place. It to me for three films, it's like a fan has walked onto a set and just started talking. And they just kept it in. His dialogue doesn't fit with anything that is going on. The way he talks, his speech doesn't fit with anything that is going on in this damn movie or any of this trilogy. He talks too modern. Everybody in Star Wars has a certain... What, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, nomenclature? No, I don't know what that even means. I don't know why I just said that. They, they have a certain dialect. They have a certain way of talking. It sounds Star Warsy. That's not a word, but I'm going to have to say it. Star Warsy. If you go back, they all have a way of talking, their, their speech and everything. And John Boyega's Finn doesn't have it. He talks like somebody nowadays, and it doesn't work. I have not liked this character. And they have pushed because they wanted to kind of see that they wanted him and Ray to be a thing at first. And for some reason, they put a back on it. And then him and Rose were going to be a thing. And then they pulled back on it. And then people are like, we need him and Poe to be a couple. And there's no fucking reason for it. Like, it, it really makes no sense. I just I just don't like the character of Finn. I love John Boyega. John Boyega's a great actor. This ter- role is just terrible to me. And in this, they try to make him... They, they try to allude that he is Force-sensitive, that he can sense the Force. And I was like, if they make him a fucking Jedi, I'm done with Star Wars. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong. I mean, you know, I'm not sorry. Fuck it. John Boyega's character, Finn is not a Jedi. I mean, if they have, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm in the theater watching this, and I'm like, if they make him a Jedi, I'm done. This is going to be the last straw for me. I'm done. And I probably would have been the only person to say that. Lando's back. Lando's back. Poe Dameron and them are gone. They're caught. And for some reason, Lando's there. I don't know if Leia told him to go there. I don't know how they kept it coming. I don't know if, you know, Leia and and Lando were, were, you know, getting down. Or if they both just missed Han. I don't know how it went. But they... He went and he helped. Now, I will admit this. When I first heard that voice and I saw him pop out, I fanboyed. It was so great to see him after three films of seeing all the other, you know, the the nostalgic acts and all the old cast. To finally see Lando was a great thing. And he looked good because he's old. And he looked good in this. His speech was Lando. He was smooth talking. He had that velvety voice still. It was great. This movie is beautifully shot. The movie has plot holes. I get it, people. But get over it. All Star Wars has plot holes. I enjoyed the fuck out of this film. Finn, nonetheless. Irregardless of Finn, I enjoyed the hell out of this film. I love this film. It's one of the better ones. It's better than The Last Jedi, and I actually enjoyed The Last Jedi, but Force Awakens is still the best. The, the We get the... We get told about 
force healing in this. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not a thing. Force healing isn't a thing. Well, it was a thing. It made, got made canon by a little TV show on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. Written and created by the godfather of the MCU. I ain't talking Kevin Feige. Alright, I'm not talking Josh Whedon. I'm talking the real OG of the MCU. The man who wrote and directed Iron Man and Iron Man 2. You might know him as the guy who's hitting on Spider-Man's aunt, Happy. Played by John Favreau. That's right, John Favreau, who did Iron Man, Iron Man 2, who's responsible for the Jungle Book, who's responsible for the Lion King, has probably made the most Star Wars-y Star Wars thing since Star Wars. The Mandalorian was a incredible show. The Mandalorian follows the... It, it follows... It follows the adventures of the Mandalorian, for the titular character, played by Pedro Pascal, who does an amazing job of recreating what Boba Fett should have been, a complete badass. I like the Boba Fett character. He looked cool. We never really got the background on it. They tried in the prequels. They kind of made it stupid with clones and all this. In this, we get the Mandalorian, which is a you know a race of of bounty hunters, a race of just total badasses who never remove their helmets. So we get an entire series season where he removes his helmet once because they can't be seen by anybody. They can't be have their helmet removed in front of any living being. He removes it in front of a spoiler alert. He removes it in front of a robot, so it's okay. This is like a western set in space. That's the best way I can put the Mandalorian. It's like a, an outlaw cowboy set in space. Sounds stupid? It ain't. This is probably one of the best written Star Wars things I have seen in a long time. John Favreau done an amazing job building an an incredible, amazing world. The best part about this is he went back to what made Star Wars Star Wars. He went back to using practical effects on whenever he could. He used models to build the town when you see things fly through. He used puppets. He used stuff like this that, that brought Star Wars back to what Star Wars was originally. You know, before CGI. Now, granted, he used CGI because there's sometimes you have to use CGI. But he's got an all-star cast that's come into this. Gina Carano does an amazing job in this. Gina Carano, to me, is one of them actresses that's always been, you love her or you hate her. She's done some stupid stuff, but she's always been good in the role, in certain roles she's put into. And she did amazing in this. Carl Weathers, as the leader of the Bounty Hunter Guild, did an amazing job in this. Carl Weathers is... He's one of those guys that when you see him, even if you don't know his name, you know his face. You know that's Apollo Creed. And yeah, that's what he's always going to be known as. Most people, like I said, they don't know Carl Weathers, but they know his, him as Apollo Creed. He did a great job of not only taking this role as being the Bounty Hunter Guild, but chasing the Mandalorian when he, quote-unquote, went against the Guild and didn't finish a job, to becoming an ally again. We also get... Probably the 
biggest coup for Star Wars since the original trilogies uh, is going to be the thing that makes them more money selling toys than anything. They tried with the Porg in Force Awakens, and it was cute, and people were like, nah. Well, in this, John Favreau took something that we all as Star Wars fans love and made us love it more. He took the character of Yoda, which we all love, we all know, you know, do or do not, there is no try. That was a terrible Yoda impression. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving it in. He took that. There's only been two reported characters of that. Him, and then there was one in the Senate. That was it. Now we have three. Baby Yoda. The baby's name is not Yoda. It's not Yoda. We don't know the species, so we call it Baby Yoda. He's 50 years old. When the Mandalorian first sees it, he goes, and it's an alive or dead bounty. He's supposed to get it for the First Order or the Rebellion or whatever you want to call them now. And he sees it. It's 50 years old, and it's a Baby Yoda. Big-eared, big-eyed, cute as all get out. I guess that's all Baby Groot, and they're like, yep, we got to do that. So what do they do? They doubled down on it. And it be blew, and it became a huge thing. It blew up. Baby Yoda memes. People saying they die for Baby Yoda. And we don't even know what its species is. And that's what thing that worries me about all this. Is that we're gonna they're gonna reveal the species of Yoda. I don't want to know the species. I think it's at least better lore if we don't know what the actual name of the species is. If they give it a name and but they don't if they give it a name and don't tell us that it's the original like we don't know what it is so we're gonna call it this I'm I'm okay somewhat with that I just don't want I don't want to hear the name Yoda you know I don't I don't want them to give me a species name because I think it needs to be left up to your imagination you know I think it works better for the lore of what Yoda was not having an actual name for the species. Now, the show was beautiful. Beautiful. The entire cast works. Every character has their own personality. Every character intersects with the other characters. We get to see the life of what the Mandalorian has went through. Some of his past dealings. Some of his past recruits. Some of his past enemies. Friends. We get to see all of that. And then we get to see him deal with this whole time trying to protect... This, this child that he, for some reason, has found an affection for and has brought in to be his friend or his protector or his father figure or I don't even, I don't even know how to do this. What, we do get to see that Baby Yoda is Force-sensitive. He has the Force. He stops an animal from attacking the Mandalorian and killing the Mandalorian. He has raised... Rocks and stuff, as we've seen, he's also force healed the Mandalorian, which set up the Last Jedi, or excuse me, set up Rise of Skywalker with being able to force heal. So that's what I'm saying. They they brought it full circle in making something canon from a TV show that was set after Return of the Jedi. It was set after the original trilogy. But I'm guessing this is set before the 
the new trilogy. And it was done amazingly. John Favreau, my hat's off to you. Kudos. I can't wait for season two. I can't wait to see where this goes. Just to see where these these people end up. Just to see how the Mandalorian deals with his next cast and where we go and the new creatures we see, the new characters we see. You know, a lot of the problems with the Star Wars films has been people saying that you don't get invested with the new characters. You know, Ray and Finn and Poe, you just can't get invested like you did with Luke and Leia and Han. And they're kind of partially right. But in this, you care about the Mandalorian. You care about Baby Yoda. You care about these characters and their trials or tribulations. You worry when something's going to happen. You know, something's going to happen to to the baby. It's something going to happen to the Mandalorian and leave the baby by himself. You know, granted, we know that it's the name's built off the Mandalorian, so it's probably not going to have anything happen to him. But you don't know for sure. And it's it just it works. John Favreau does an amazing job writing this. He's directed not all the episodes, but he did direct some. And my hat's off to him because for Disney, you know, they can talk about Kevin Feige all they want. They can talk about, you know, what how great Josh Whedon did or Tika Watiti or even the damn, you know, Russo brothers and bringing in, you know, what they did for the Avengers. But John Favreau, John Favreau's your moneymaker, guys. He he is. He's one of your moneymakers. I mean He's done your live-action Disney movies. He's reinvigorated Star Wars. He started the MCU. The guy is just money. He's gold. And I, you'd have never thought that from his past, some of his past dealings when he was younger and acting. However, he's doing great. And The Mandalorian, segue in, hope you like that segue, is on the new Disney Plus app. Now, granted, Disney Plus has been out for a few months, and I haven't talked about it. You know, before my hiatus, I didn't talk about it. Why? I don't know. But the Disney Plus app is the app where you can get everything that is Disney. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, TV shows, uh, movies, and when it when it first hit, it was huge. I mean, you got all your Disney classics: Dumbo, Little Mermaid, Snow White, uh, Cinderella. You got Lion King. You know, you got all these classics. You got little known classics that I remember from my childhood: Tom and Huck, um, The President's Kid, Jungle to Jungle, Heavyweights. You, you got these movies that I love. The Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under, The Great Mouse Detective. You know, you get the Recess movies, even Steven movies. You get Disney original movies. Now, one of the weird things about it is there are certain films they own. The Mr. Magoo was one. The Mighty Ducks series. These movies that are on other streaming apps that when you clicked them, to watch, it's, it would tell you, you know, this isn't available until such time due to the streaming, you know, on Netflix or whatever. The Mr. Magoo one was weird because Disney Plus came out in November 2019 and it wasn't going to be available until November 2020. And I was like, that is just strange. Why would you even put it on there if it's going to be a year before it gets out? They've since taken it down. Certain stuff's like that that's going to be there for so long, 
that I think they've actually taken it down. And that's another weird thing. The Home Alone movies were up for the holidays, and they've took the Home Alone movies down. Disney didn't make them. Fox did. But buying Fox, you know, that's how it goes. You buy the movies, so now they're putting it. They wanted to pad their, they wanted to pad their library, and that's what they've done. Now you get all the Marvel movies. The only ones you don't get are the Spider-Man movies. Sony owns part of that. They're not putting that on there. They've already said that, you know. They're not going to put it on there because Sony owns part of it. So you're not getting Spider-Man movies. But you're getting, you know, the Avengers. All the Avengers. You're getting the Iron Mans, the Thors. You're getting all the Star Wars films. And it's a great nostalgia hit. It can kind of lose its luster after a bit. After you've watched all the Disney classics and stuff, it can kind of lose its... It it's it's can it can kind of lose its value to some people. A lot of people canceled after the Mandalorian was over, and they'll said they'll start again when the Mandalorian two comes out. We're getting some Wandavision. We're getting Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Loki. We're going to get TV shows from Marvel, and they're coming. You know, through the next year, couple years, they're going to be released staggered. They're going to be MCU. They're going to be part of the MCU but done in the TV show form so you get more of it, starring the actual characters. Anthony Mackie, um, Sebastian, you know, we're getting Tom Hiddleston, Pat, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen. We're getting these people that are from the movies are going to be in the actual TV shows. And that is going to be awesome. So Disney Plus, the first boom factor was having the nostalgia of these films you grew up on, these films you love, being able to watch them commercial-free and for a relatively cheap price. We're going to get more original content as we go along. In this, But in this day and age of instant gratification, people want stuff quickly. They're like, well, they didn't have enough original content to come out with. Yeah, but they had a backlog of past content. And if that's not enough for you, until they start putting out other stuff, guys, then I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like you're you're just looking for a reason to bitch and complain. The Super Bowl recently happened and we got our first look at Winter Soldier and the Falcon as we see Falcon throwing Captain America's shield, trying to get used to it. We get to see little snippets of WandaVision of them living a leave it to beaver style life. I still don't know where that's going. I want it to be that. Like I love it if it's just a leave it to beaver with superheroes. Like I don't know why, but that just appeals to me. But the way it looks, like I don't know if this is all in her mind, if she's projecting something. She does a bunch of costume changes. We get to see her in the actual comic book themed uh Scarlet Witch uniform. Paul Bettany and his black and white and he's in his sweater vest and stuff so I don't know but I don't I don't know how this goes because technically Vision's dead so I don't know if this is in her mind I don't know how this is going to work but I'm super excited for it Loki you get just a little snippet of it like of just him talking you know they've just signed Owen Wilson to be some big role in Loki don't know where that's going kind of strange but hopefully it works well we got the Eternals coming out I think the Eternals Actually, just they're about done filming. Um, Kit, who played Jon Snow, is in the Eternals. He just—I know—he wrapped up all of his writing for it or all of his uh, filming for it, and we'll see how that goes. Marvel has got a big slate coming up. 
you know, with just not just the Disney Plus shows, but also the movies, which we'll get into in a later episode. But there's been so, so much talk about Disney Plus, and I think it delivered. For me, it delivered because it's bringing back a nostalgic feel for a bunch of stuff that I had growing up that I really, really enjoy, and I'm glad it's there. So, the original content's coming. I'm not that worried about it, because until then... I will, you know, enjoy what I have. And also, it made Netflix step its game up because Netflix has brought a lot of stuff. Netflix is buying up stuff constantly to put on there to try to compete with it. And for the price, they better because it's almost double the price now of what Disney Plus is. Disney's going to go up, guys. Also, you you know that. It's going to go up. There's no way for it not to go up. I'm sorry if you don't believe that, but there's no way it's not going to go up. And you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy all the old shows, the new shows, stuff you grew up on, stuff you you kids might not have seen that you can now introduce to. That's the thing, introducing my niece and nephews and stuff to these Disney movies that, you know, I know, I loved. All right, guys, so we're going to end on a little somber news, um, as everybody knows, because it's no secret. Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic accident. Him, his daughter Gianna, and seven other people passed away in a tragic helicopter crash. And um, I'll be honest with you on this. I like basketball. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I grew up watching Kobe. He was one of the greats. He was a legend. I do think sometimes they're going a bit overboard with this. Him dying in this tragic form, I think shook people to where they're talking about changing logos. Every, every team was talking about changing or retiring his numbers, 8 and 24, and I think that's ridiculous. The Lakers doing it's one thing, but guys, you know, not, not, not every team needs to retire those numbers. They just they just don't, and that's nothing, no, no, no bad against Kobe. They're talking about changing the logo and the NBA logo. To, that doesn't need to happen. There's no point in that, guys. I understand he's a legend. I understand, you know, what he did and how it attaches people and affects people. But this is just a quick brass decision. People are still in shock over it and they're kind of freaking out. And it's just don't make any rash decisions because of you're in shock of it. You know, that's all I'm saying. Everyone that died in that accident, my heart goes out to their families, you know, their friends, loved ones, because it was truly a tragedy. Um, you know, it's it's not on the same level as an assassination attempt, but, you know, that's one of the, you know, up there with the Big Bopper and them going down in a plane or, you know, Metallica's bus crash or Leonard Skinner's plane crash and, these musicians and these celebrities that pass away in these tragic accidents, Kobe's going to be up there. And it's one of the ones that's happened in my lifetime. I can't really remember one like that where it's been like seriously that hit, you know, where it was just that tr- sudden. And he well, hasn't been retired that long. He was in great shape. He did a lot. Um, people were bringing up past stuff he was accused of. I'm not bringing that up. What he did in the sport of basketball was, you know, awesome. He was one of the greats. What he did for his community, he did a lot. I mean, he was coaching his daughter's basketball teams. 
But, you know, rest in peace to Kobe, rest in peace to his daughter, and all the families of everyone that was affected by it. You know, it's a true tragedy, but let's move on, and let's let's just try to, uh, you know, not dwell on it as much as we can, because it gets to a point to where, you know, they've done so much for him, and I think at a certain point, even Kobe would say, guys, this is enough. Don't bash me for that. I really just think it's what it was. I mean, we had a week of it, and, you know, every NBA team did their things for it, and it was it was a beautiful sight to see that everybody came together for it. Even people who didn't like Kobe in the past, had issues with Kobe, came out and actually were, you know, being supportive of the whole, of the family and everything that's going on. So, that's it. Rest in peace, Kobe, Black Mamba. Rest in peace, Gianna. Rest in peace to everybody that was on the helicopter, in the helicopter, and that went down. Your family's in our thoughts and prayers. Well, that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for giving me listens when I'm not even recording. You guys have been amazing. All my chimichangas and tacos out there, you guys are incredible. And I can't tell you how much it means to me that you still supported me even though I've been gone over a month. So that that's the big thing. Uh, if you're a new listener, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I'm on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. I'm back, guys. So I'm going to be doing my episodes weekly. You know, again, I'm going to be putting out the best content I can. 2020 is hopefully going to be the biggest year for the NerdPool podcast that it can be. Thank you all for the love and support. And that's NerdPool. Until next time, see ya.